that why are we trying to get something that we already have? And if you already have it, why are you out trying to get it? And that's because you don't believe that you already have it. Amen. God is so good. And he reminds us that he has already provided. Outside our circumstances, outside of what we go through, God has already provided it. And it's time for us to receive it. To believe it and receive what he has already provided. I don't know about you, but I believe all of us in this room have different things that we go through on a daily basis. And as we go through those things, when we get before him, get before the Holy Spirit and God already know our heart. He already know how we feel. He already know what we're going through even before we go through it. But one thing about our God, he prepare us even before we go through it. So when something comes, we're prepared for what's yet to come. But when we get in a state of panic and a state of alarm, we can't hear what God has to say. So in my time with him, when God be ministering, he reminded me, he said, you know, we're so quick. If somebody makes something for us or food or anything and they give it to us, we take it. We don't think about what's in it. We go to restaurants. It could be in and everybody fixing our food. We don't ask what's in the ingredients. We just take what sits before us and it's getting so bad now we don't even bless it. We just eat it. We just receive it and eat it. We go to a drugstore. We get medication because we heard what somebody said the medication going to do. We just take it. We don't even take time to read the effects of the medication. We just take it. In and everything we take. Clothes, we take them off the rack. Different people have tried them on. We just put them on. We go in stores. We just take stuff, jewelry, rings. We just take it. We don't know how none of that stuff is going to affect us. Water, we just drink it. Don't know if the water bottles are clean. Don't know nothing about the well. We just do it. But when it comes to the word. He said, y'all, it hurts so bad. Because he said, why can't you take my word as quick as you take everything else? He said, you take a word of a man before you take me who created man. When I tell you it's okay, you still want to check it out with somebody. He said, you're not taking me at my We take it. He said, but my word is the only thing that's going to stand. My word is your medicine. And we refuse the word. God said, you refuse life 
What I have given you, you don't take that, but you take everything from everybody else. A man that you don't even know that say, I love you, you take that. But when God said, I love you so much, I laid down my life for you. So I died so you can live and you act like that's nothing. You take everything else except for my word. We question him. When it comes to his word, we question God. And the reason why we do it, let's just be honest. God, I don't trust you enough to wait. I don't trust you enough to stand on what you said. I got to do something, apostle, to make it right. I heard what he said, but I got to do something. I couldn't even save myself. So why am I trying to do something to make God's word work? Well, maybe I ain't prayed long enough. Maybe I ain't fasted long enough. Maybe I have not sought him long enough. That don't change what he said. God is not going to change his word because of what we don't do. God said, just take my word for what it is. He said, it's power. It's power in my word. My word is true. Jesus said, sanctify them in truth. So what's going on? Church, what's going on? We're getting too relaxed in things that we're doing. And we're not giving God an opportunity to show himself mighty. To show himself strong. Because you know what we want? Let's just be honest. We want a quick fix. How many want a quick fix? How many want it right now? We don't want to do, we don't want to get in the word to know what God is saying. Just give me a quick fix and that quick fix could kill you. Because we make it about us. Not about what he's already done. So when God gave me that, he said, we go everywhere. Take stuff from people we don't even know who we're taking it from. But we believe it's going to work. It's in your belief. It's in what you believe. And this is why people are joining in to these groups. Because they have believed what they're saying. So God said, take me. Take me at my word. Stand on my word. No matter what the cost. Y'all, we're in a time now. I'm telling you, man don't know. They're trying to help you. They're trying to figure it out. But it's way past their knowledge. God is sending people in to help them to do what they do because they don't know. They're doing all they can to figure stuff out. Look at the lettuce. You're hearing so much about lettuce with E. coli. People getting sick. Some people dying because we take that food and we trust the ones who producing that food and we eat it. We go get stuff out the frozen food section. Don't know if it's clean or if it's full of anything. And we just put it in a pot and sit down and eat it. We don't think about it. We just do it. So God said, can you take me at my word? Can you really truly take me at my word? And the only way you can do it is being in it. And allowing the word to get in you. Because this is the only 
thing that's going to last. It outlives everything. When everything else fails, God's word is still standing. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word is going to stay and it's going to remain forever. So, Father, today I thank you. I thank you for your word. And I thank you for quickening us today according to your word. Let your word be true. And every man become a liar. Let God be true. And every man become a liar. God remind us through the help of the Holy Spirit. What you have said to us God. And God I thank you that he is here to help us. He is here God to remind us and to reveal unto us. So Holy Spirit you're truly welcome in this place. Father I thank you that you have given me another opportunity to stand before your people. And as I open my mouth, God, I'm only speaking what you would have for me to speak. But as I open my mouth and I speak your words, God, someone is healed. Someone is delivered, God. Someone is set free in this place through the word of God. God, not through me, but through your word. I'm just your instrument, God. So I humbly submit myself unto you today, God. Whatever you want to do in this place, God, you take charge, God. I'm just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. God, it's not about me because I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. And the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and who died for me. Everything about me is dependent upon him and not on me, God. So I thank you and I praise you. For the blood of Jesus today. And God I thank you Father God. That the blood never ever ever loses his power. So I apply the blood today. Over our minds. Over our hearts. Over our soul. Over our body. I apply the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God we thank you for the blood. Hallelujah. The precious blood of Jesus. That was shed on Calvary for the remissions of our sins. And we give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Before I tell you to open your wor- the word of God, I'm, I'm hearing this song in my spirit. I believe just what he said, Athea. Is it forever, Jones? It's time for us to believe. Let's don't go into the next year doing the same thing we've done in this year. Let's go into the next year having full confidence that at what God said, he's already done. Let's begin to give him glory, honor, and praise. Let's don't praise him to get something. Let's praise him because we know already what we have. See, when you're praising him, you're not praising to get. You already got So we want to praise him for what he has already done. Y'all, it is in our praise. Praise does change the atmosphere. It does change how your body is responding as well. Amen. Because he said everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. So we want to continually give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
facing me. This Bible belongs to her. So if I have this Bible, 
and it's yours. And I give you this Bible. You're going to do what? And who does it belong to? So God is telling me to tell you today. He sent his word. He sent it. And Jesus is his word. He said he sent his word over 2,000 years ago. And he has healed you from your destruction. Even before anything started acting up. God said I had already made provision for you. I have already provided for you. But see what the enemy wants you to think is. That is something that you have to keep on doing to get what God has already provided. God said look it's yours. Receive it. Healing is here right now. God said the only thing you got to do is receive it just like you received that Bible. Because God said it's already yours. You didn't have to do nothing to get it but accept what he's already given you. And that's when Thanksgiving come in. When we say thank you Lord. Thank you that I am healed. Not going to be. But I am the healed of the Lord. Healing is the children's bread. You paid the price for my healing. So it is mine. So I'm just going to sit and believe it and receive what you have done. So every lying symptom, that's what you call it. Every sickness, every disease, every lying symptom that has come against your body. We speak that those powers have been broken right now in the name of Jesus. He who begun a good work in you shall finish that work even until the day of Jesus Christ. Long life have I given you and renewed your youth like the eagle. Oh God, you're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. God, I thank you and I praise you right now in Jesus name. We honor your presence, God. And we said it's already done. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Monica, come on, baby. Just stand right there. Everything that God promised. And this year, he's already done it. Healing belongs to you in Jesus' name. Every flare-up that the enemy tried to bring to your mind that's making you think that this is coming back upon you, we break the power of the enemy right now. In the name of Jesus, every false manifestation that's coming against your body, we break the power of it in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you that you have sent your word. And you have healed her and delivered her from her destruction right now in Jesus' name. It's yours. It's yours. God, we thank you right now for what belongs to her. In Jesus' name. We thank you, God, right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that you burn up everything. Set it ablaze. In the name of Jesus. Burn it up. Burn it up. And I command you don't to return again. In the name.
itself. I command you to unattach. Every organ in her body functions now the way God has created it to function. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you that you are all sufficient, God. You almighty. Thank you for proving yourself. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great is his faithfulness. God is so faithful. And whoever else it is in this room that you're going through. God said, I have sent my word. And I have already healed you. And I have already delivered you. Come on, God is setting the table this morning. He said, I have already healed. I have already delivered. I have already set you free. The only thing you got to do is receive what God has already done. Every attack and every assignment that the enemy has placed upon your life dealing with sickness and disease. I speak that is broken right now in the name of Jesus. Every lying symptom I command it to go and don't return right now in the name of Jesus. I command every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone and joint to be healed, to be made whole. Right now in Jesus name. Come on God is giving out his medicine. His medicine is free. And the only thing you got to do is take it. It's free. That's your prescription. By Jesus Christ. You were already healed. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Right now, in Jesus' name, we come against asthma. We command the lungs to go back the way God has created them to be. In the name of Jesus, we break every asthma attack in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you. And now we apply the blood. In the name of Jesus, and we say it is so. It is so. It is so. In Jesus, y'all don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly, because God's word is powerful, and God's word is going to do what He has said it to do. He said, "My word is coming back." God's word is landing right in here, and it's going to come that which He God in my word and coming back to me empty. So we have to grab the powerful name to what he's already done. Look at your neighbor say it's already done. Say it's already done. Hallelujah. 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 Glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got to do like Jesus done. He didn't waste time on that fig tree. He told that fig tree what he wanted the fig tree to do. And he went about his father's business knowing that it was already done. It's time for us to go on about his business. 
If we know what he said, go on about his business. Because we can trust in what he's saying. So look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, go on about your business. Say, God has already done what he's going to do. He said, if you ask, you shall receive. He said, if you seek, you shall find. He said, if you knock, the door is already open. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. God is able. Hallelujah. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask to think. But it's according to the power that you have within you. Come on, he put the power in you. So when you ask him, the power of God flows through you. you but I'm mad this morning hallelujah 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 glory to his name hallelujah glory to his name God we give you glory hallelujah hallelujah glory to his name God we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise hallelujah 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 glory God hallelujah glory God hallelujah not by might nor by power but it is by his spirit Teresa Waddell hallelujah hallelujah he is perfecting those things concerning you concerning your house God said I heard you the first time you called hallelujah glory be to God hallelujah Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Kathy, bring me that cover up right there. You shed your blood. I'm gonna show y'all something. Kathy, hold on to this. Get a tight grip. This is what God is saying. You got it tight. You holding on to it for dear life. This isn't an example. This is what God said. God said if already taking care of it, why are you holding on to it? He said, why you got a tight? And I'm using her for an example. Why you got a tight grip on something that I have already taken care of? When you let go of it, it's going to let go of you. He said, because if you know I have it, You can let it go and be free in me. Because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. 
Christ that's in him. Even though your money look funny, God said rejoice in me. Even though your body don't want to act right, rejoice in me. Because you know it's already done. Rejoice, I say. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though your children are acting funny, God said rejoice. Because he said if I save you, I'm going to save your whole house. Come on, you need to be rejoicing. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, marriages is being restored. Marriages is being restored. We need to rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, God. Hallelujah. 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 God said you can't abort that baby. Just because you're going through, don't you abort that baby. He said that baby is the word. He said, don't you abort my seed because you're going through. Don't you abort it. Don't you give it up for adoption to the devil. I hear him saying it. Don't you give my word up to the devil. He said, because that's my word. Why are you giving my word up because of your situation? Don't you abort that seed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is good, y'all. God is good, y'all. God is good. God is good. He's so, so good. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, God. Hallelujah. 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 See, Phil is getting a piece of the action. That's what I'm hearing in my spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, I, did, I don't just want to fix. I want everything the way God wanted to be. I don't just want to fix. I don't just want to cover it up. I want everything new. Come on, man can only fix it. But God go in and do it the way he originated it. Man can't do that. Only God can. Hallelujah. Come on. Some people just get a high. Once that high gone, you got to find that high, right? But guess what? You got a high on the inside of you that never leaves you nor forsake you. Every time you need to be addicted to it, only thing you got to do is stir it up through the word. And all of a sudden, there go that high. 
Come on, God is so good. He is so good. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you for this barn fire. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Let go. Just let it go and let God do what he need to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Glory, God. Glory, God. 
Glory, God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to shake yourself loose. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it good to have a shaking going on? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, God. I believe God got something else for you. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. We can say it like James Brown said it, except it's through the, it's the Holy Ghost in here. I feel good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Go with me 
to Matthew, the 16th chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 5. And I'm going to go through verse 13. Hallelujah. Matthew is the beginning of the gospel. Of the good news that Jesus was bringing to concerning the kingdom. Before he left to be with the Father. I guess y'all say, go on already. I'm up here with a moving and a shaking and going on, so don't mess with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is still stirring. He's still moving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reason amongst themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when, which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye amongst yourselves because ye have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand? Neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets you took up. Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up. How is it that you do not understand, Miracle Temple? That I spake not to you concerning bread that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not, not, bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. I want to talk on this evening on voice of reason. I'm going to tell you something. God will give you something through his word if you're listening. God will show you where he want to take you if you're listening. As I was before the Lord, the Lord just gave me voice of reason. I said, Lord, what are you talking about? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? I hear what you're saying, but God, you got to bring some understanding to what you're saying. I need a little light shed upon what you just said. And God said, when you deal with a voice of reason, what happens is you begin to reason. That means you begin to deliberate. That means you begin to revolve over in your mind. And as you begin to do that, you give voice to what you think. And as you give voice to what you think, you're speaking in the atmosphere, and that's not what God is saying. So that's what voice of reason is. But when we get to that verse 5, I like what was said here in verse 5. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they forgot, found that they had forgotten to take bread. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're going to have to go to the other side. Whether you like it or not. See, I'm going to tell you one thing. We get so settled with where we are that when God want to move us a little further, we don't want to move out of the place we are because we got settled in that place. But it says, when the disciples reached the other side. Now, I want to back up in these chapters and let y'all know. There were some things that were going on with these disciples before they were going to the other side. Now, you're going to have some things that's going on before you even get to the other side. But when you get to the other side, you still got to deal with something. Y'all didn't know? So this is what was happening with these disciples as I was going back and I was reading even um, 
15, well, I'm going to say chapter 14, it talks about Jesus and how Jesus, um, in 13, it said, when Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people have heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the city. So Jesus went into a desert place. That means an uninhabited place, y'all. There was nothing there. And I want to say this. In these places where there's nothing there, no money, look like the doctors can't cure nothing, look like things are going on, it's uninhabited, there is nothing there, that's the place that Jesus was. See, Jesus will wait until you get to a place where it looks like nothing can be done. And that's when he's ready to work a miracle. Oh, it's some miracles in the house today. It's some miracles in the house today because it said that Jesus went to a place that was uninhabited and the people wanted the word so bad they didn't care where he was to go get it. See, you got to get in a place. I don't care if the word is over there, way in California, and you know what? That's where the word is. You're going to make provisions to get to that place. You ain't thinking about natural no more. You want to get to the supernatural. So they followed Jesus to an an uninhabited place. Who does that? Because they knew that the word had what they needed. So this is what happened. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. He healed their sick. But then when it got late, they were still in this uninhabited, uninhabited place. And Jesus was saying, okay, they need to eat. We want to go ahead and feed them because they've been out here for a long time following me. I'm paraphrasing it. And so the the disciples were saying, let's send them away. (laughs) Is that what we want to do? We want to send people away. He said that. He said, send the multitude away that they may go into the village and buy themselves victuals. So they wanted to send them away. Let them help themselves. But Jesus was saying, why should they help themselves? And help is already here. See, we'll send people away when you have what you need on the inside of you to help you. They knocked on your door. So Jesus said, help is here. So what they said, we only got two fish and five loaves of bread. Okay, come on, Jesus. You're going to take us into an uninhabited place. We only have two fish and five loaves of bread. Jesus said, I'm taking you to this place to show you the work of God. I'm going to show you how God is going to work through what you have. But what you got to do is give it to me. I'm I'm just going over what the disciples experienced. So we see that Jesus told them, sit them down. Because Jesus was ready already knowing that God had already made provision. When you have a relationship with God, you don't have to send nobody away. Because you're hearing through the spirit. So Jesus said, just go ahead and prepare the people to sit down to get a meal. He said, what you have? Two fish, five loaves of bread. The first thing he said, he said, give them to me. How many of us can give Jesus the little that we have in a place that's uninhabited, in a place where we don't have nothing else? Let's just be real. How many of us can take what we have when it's so little and give it to people when we don't have nothing left? You got to have a relationship with him that you ain't thinking about you because you know who you are. You know you in him and he's in you. So if he say, take that five dollars and give it to them. Come on. He said, until you be obedient unto me, you can't see the work of my hands. 
So he said, give it to me. They gave it to Jesus. Jesus lifted it to the Father and just thanked him for it. He already thanked him for the provision. And after he thanked him for the provision, guess what he did? He gave it to the disciples. He put it back in their hands. Now he said, it's already blessed. Heaven is already blessed. Now the only thing I need for you to do is give out what heaven is blessed. Because I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places through Christ Jesus. So take what I have given you and give it out. So they gave it out. The people... Eight, it was 5,000 men that ate besides women and children off of two fish and five loaves of bread. Come on, there's a God in heaven. He's the same God that we serve. So I want to ask you something. You in a desert place. You in a place where it looked like it's not enough for you. But you need to be saying, God, even though it's not enough for me, it's somebody that needs the little that I have. So, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? Because this right here ain't going to be enough. So, God, what do you want me to do with the little? See, that's the problem. We don't do like Jesus and lift it up. We try to make it last. I'm going to divide this up in seven days and get me a little bit of gas. I'm going to go to McDonald's the rest of the week. See, I look at $7 instead of two fish, five loaves of bread. I look at $7 and you're trying to be faithful for $7. But the only thing you have not done is gave it to God first. So it can't multiply until you give him something to multiply. You got to give him something to work with, y'all. You can't walk in McDonald's and say, give me a tea. You got to give them a dollar and with the tax, give them something to work with for them to give you the cup. If you never place your order, you ain't going to get a cup. But in between the order, you got to have some moolah. Because if you ain't got none, they're going to cancel the order. God say, give me something to work with. What's in your hand? See, y'all getting silent because you think I'm asking for money. I ain't asking for no money. I'm just going by the spirit. This is a spiritual thing. So that happened with them. And 14, and let me tell you something else that happened. After they got fed, Jesus, he sent the multitude away. He went to pray, but he told the disciples to get in the ship, go before him unto the other side. Now, there was a miracle. They fed the 5,000 men besides women and children. But now Jesus is saying, I want you to go to the other side. I'm going to go up to pray. While they were going to the other side, there was a storm that was that had come on the sea. And the storm that come on the sea, guess what? Jesus began to walk in the midst of it. And Peter said, if it is you, bid me to come. Now, he was the one that said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. So Jesus just said, come. So he stepped out on faith and stepped out on the sea. But the Bible says when the wind became contrary, it was very bolsterous. How many of us, we doing what God tell us to do. But when the storm is in the midst of what God is telling us to do, we begin to sink just like Peter. But the difference between Peter and us is even in his sinking, he still knew him as Lord. He still knew him as master. And he said, Lord, Lord, save me. And he helped him get back into that ship. And the wind ceased and there was a calm. What is God saying? You're going to have some storms that rage in your life. 
He said, but when you know whom you are and whom you serve and who you are in him, he said, you can conquer those storms. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. This is why when Peter said, Lord, if it's you, you got to hear him say, come daughter, come son, it is I. And you got to step out on what he's saying to you. Not what somebody else said. You got to step out on what he's saying to you. So they experienced the storm. They experienced people being fed. They experienced the storm. And then when you go over here in, in chapter 15. Y'all, this is what I'm saying when we have to understand this. They only, they didn't only experience the storm, they experienced people being healed. And they brought people to Jesus, they touched to him of his garment, they were healed. So they went through some stuff before Jesus told them, let us go to the other side. Come on, he already told them before, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. Now in chapter 16, he's telling them again, we're going to the other side. Oh, that's a lot of going, isn't it? But in chapter 15, he began to come up on the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I'm going to get to 15, but I'm going back to verse 5 and 16, 5. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they forgotten, found that they had forgotten to take bread. Remember the bread, right? In chapter 14, it was two fish, five loaves of bread. In chapter 15, Jesus began to deal with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, dealing with their traditions outside of that. Then here go another uh, woman that needed healing for her child, and Jesus ended up doing healing, dealing with the child. But then here come some more people that was hungry, that need to be fed, and Jesus said, okay, what do we have? So they used seven loaves of bread, right? And they fed 4,000 men. And that's not including the women and children. So the disciples saw all this. Did they not? They saw the miracles. They saw what Jesus done. But this is where their mind was. I'm getting somewhere. I'm reading verse 5 again. When the disciples reached the other side of the sea, they found that they had forgotten to bring any bread. Their minds was on natural. Their minds were more sensitive to Natural means than spiritual means. I'm going somewhere. How is it that we see miracles in our lives? We see God do some things that we never saw him do before. And we easily forget those things and we go back natural. There's a reason why. So their mindset was set on bread. The Bible says man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So Jesus said, I don't live by bread alone. Yes, I need physical food, but I need spiritual food to live a spiritual life. It's no way none of us can live a spiritual life in here without the word of God. That's your spiritual food. If you're living off natural food, you're not going to do what God tell you to do because you're in the natural. You got to be in the supernatural. So then after they begin to say that amongst themselves, Jesus said to them, be careful and on guard against the leaven, the ferment of the Pharisees and Sadducees. What was Jesus saying? This is what the word does to us, y'all. The word helps us to take heed. Take heed means to watch, to see, to beware. He said, take heed 
beware. So he was saying, be on guard. The word will help you to be on guard for whatever is going to come. So Jesus let them know, we're going to this other side, but I want you to beware. I want you to watch these Pharisees and Sadducees. He used leaven. The reason why he used leaven, because that was a term they was familiar with. When they left Egypt, they didn't have time to put the yeast in the bread, which was the leaven, for it to rise. So they left with unleavened bread. So they used unleavened bread when they was doing their festivals and things because it reminded them how God delivered them out of Egypt. Unleavened is considered to be pure. When, when you use leaven, it's considered to be evil and corrupt. So that's what he was saying. He said, I want you to beware of the leaven, the evil and the corruption in these Pharisees and Sadducees, the error. They're taking error and they're mixing it with truth. So he said, they're going to put some truth in here. He said, but they're mixing it with error. They're mixing it with what they believe, with what they want to do. Traditions of men make the word of God a non effect. So he let them know, I want you to beware of this. What is he saying to you this morning, Miracle Temple? He said, I want you to beware of what's going on around you. I want you to beware of what you're hearing because error is being mixed with truth. And if you're not in the word of God to know what the word is saying, you will accept that to be true. And that's not what God is saying. So he's saying, beware. He let them know that. But all of a sudden, verse 7 said, and they reasoned amongst themselves. They began to deliberate. They began to roll this stuff over, revolve it in their minds and, and, and about it saying, it's because we did not bring any bread. Come on. The word was right there. But the, the focus was, their focus was on no bread. Why was their focus on no bread? When you go to um, Mark 8, it tells you why. Their heart became hardened. When you have a hardened heart towards God, That means that your heart is so hardened that you cannot perceive the things of God. You perceive more of the things of the world than you perceive the things of God. You can gravitate more to the world than you can God. When the world tells you this is what's going to happen, you gravitate more than that than to what God has already said to you. Why? Because that's where your mindset is. That's what you have come to believe. So they kept deliberating this, rolling it over in their mind. As they rolled it over in their mind and deliberated it amongst themselves, they began to speak it out. See, the enemy wants you to roll stuff in your mind. Things that somebody has said, he wants you to reason that out. Where you come up with your own conclusion, devoid out what God has already said to you. Did y'all hear what I said? He wants to have a voice of reason. Meaning that if I can give what I'm thinking about a voice, it's going to change your atmosphere. It's going to see that the devil have these angels too, that they go and they speak to people and say, this is what I want you to say about apostle. Because if apostle is speaking that out of her mouth, because I have reasoned it out, I have rolled it over in my mind. So I come up with my own conclusion of the matter. I come up with my own opinion of what I think. So I begin to talk about what I'm thinking and it comes from a voice of reason. So when you don't understand 
When you're more out in the world than you are in the word, you're going to speak like the world speak. You're going to come up with what the world is saying and not what the word of God is saying because you're pondering over it. You're reasoning it out. You're trying to make sense of it yourself. And when you come up with your own conclusion that make you feel good about what you thought, you begin to talk about it to get other people to believe that error what you come up with have you ever put something in your head and it felt so good and it looked like it was gonna work but you never consulted the father because you felt like i got this under control this is gonna work you reason it out the bible said for out of the abundance of your heart the mouth speak he just got through talking about this in 15 in matthew 15 he was letting them know it's not what goes in It's what comes out that defiles a man. See, when you go into the word of God, you got to back up. You got to see where Jesus is coming from, where the word is coming from before you present anything to anybody. Why? Because you can present error based on your reasoning of the word, based on your understanding of the word. And see, some people right now that's following me, you don't come up with your own conclusion in your mind of what you think. But if you are not letting the Holy Spirit guide you, bring you into remembrance of what the word says, how can we be put into remembrance of something we're not in? We have to be about his business so much on a daily basis that we say, God, it ain't about me today. God, it's all about what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. God, this is the day that you have made. God, show me in your word what you will want me to see. Show me how you want me to bring it to your people. God, I don't want to bring no tradition of what I heard from somebody else. Because you told me tradition of men make the word of God of none effect. God, I only want to bring what you have enlightened me on with the illumination, the light. Let the light of God shine within me. And God, as I get into this word, it began to penetrate And it comes out of my mouth like a fire. It comes out of my mouth like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. See, we got to stay right here in this word and first of all say, God, deal with me. Show me what you're saying about the voice of reason. He said, your reasoning, your deliberating in your mind helps you come up with your own conclusion." But if you're reasoning in your mind, dealing with the word is something different. But the thing that they did not have, this is what Jesus said. Verse 7, they were reasoning. Verse 8, Jesus said, but Jesus, aware of this, asked, why are you discussing amongst yourself the fact that you have no bread? Jesus had to come back in and say, wait a minute. Y'all, he'll speak to you like that. I don't know about you, but he'll speak to me like that. God will speak to me sometime and he'll say, let me ask you something. You know how sometime I'm, I'm going to go here. <laughs> he reminded me of Gideon and how Gideon was hiding from the Midianites. Y'all remember that? And, and Judges the six went on to the seventh and, and he was scared of the Midianites. He was afraid and God had the audacity to send an angel of the Lord and tell him, you mighty man of valor. Gideon didn't think he was a mighty man of valor. He thought their trial was the least amongst them. So he's like, why are you coming up to me? Why are you calling me a mighty man of valor? Because God saw something in Gideon that Gideon didn't even see in himself. What am I telling you? God is seeing something in you that you don't even see in yourself. 
And that's why God sent people to you to speak into your life. So you can get into the place God would have you to be in. So as that angel spoke unto Gideon, Gideon put something before him and he was letting him know, God, if this you, do this right here. So God done it. God done what he asked, okay? But when God done it, Gideon turned back around and said, now do it the opposite way, God, if that's you. Come on, we do the same thing, don't we? God done showed you one time, but you're like, wait a minute now. Do it again. Do it this way this time, God. Because we want to believe that it's God, right? So Gideon did all of that. And then the next thing that God told him to do was go tear down the altar of Baal, right? Gideon, he's so smart. Gideon said, I ain't going to do it in the daylight because they'll probably kill me. I'm just going to go do it at night when nobody won't see me. So he tore it down and they went to his um, father and told him it was your son Gideon. He said, okay, if Gideon tore it down, let Baal fight for Baal. That daddy knew that Baal couldn't fight for himself. He was a dummy. He was a statue. He couldn't do nothing so they couldn't mess with Gideon. But then God knew. He said, okay, Gideon. He said, now you got to have an army right by you so he Gideon had I think it was 22,000 or 23,000 men but God told him he said send the fearful men home the ones that are fearful is another thing in there too send them home so it got down to 10,000 God said no 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 it got to get even lower than that because I don't want them to think that it was man that done this I want them to know it was me that done it see I want y'all to follow through with me two fish five loaves of bread he fed the people. It wasn't a lot there. So by God moving on their behalf, they knew it was God and not man. Now we look at Gideon. He got down to 300 men. Now God said, now you're ready. But before Gideon got ready, God knew you still got some fear in you, man. You still don't believe me. Even though I done what you asked me to do twice, I'm going to have to show you what the enemy is saying. Oh my goodness. I'm here to tell y'all God going to take you into the enemy camp. God is going to let you know what the enemy is saying about you. God is going to let you know that the enemy is more scared of you than you are of them. So God sent Gideon there and he listened to the dream of the Midianites. And the Midianites was talking about Gideon coming in there and overtaking. Gideon said, all right, we're ready. Because he heard the conclusion of the matter. What am I saying to you? We look for big things. How can I say it? If you already got a million dollars, God can't work with you because you got something you're dependent on. God going to work with you when ain't nothing there. <laughs> See, when you got a little bit of money in your bank account, you don't need God for the bank account. Let me say it again. When you got money in your house, you don't need God for no money. God got to wait until you ain't got nothing and that's when you fall. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, I need you, Jesus. When nobody can give you a dollar, you can't even get it from Peter no more to pay Paul. That's when God said, now I can work with you because you thought you had it going on because you got all this coming in from everywhere. But guess what? God said the enemy is waiting on you to be depleted for you to trust. God said, I have to take you into that wilderness. Because see, when he fed the 7,000, the Bible changed it to a wilderness. They were in a wilderness. Why did God wait till you get in a wilderness? Because he know it ain't nothing else and nobody else there to help you. That's when you have to turn to God. That's just how loving he is. When all of your
your help got to come from him. See, some of us got dependency right now. And we keep hope alive because we got a little bank account. By the way, I got five, six credit cards. If something go wrong, I got a little bit of money on them now, y'all. I got something, something. But when them credit cards is maxed out, now you're ready. When I call on Jesus, all things are possible. Now you're ready to call on him. Everything is maxed. Daddy, mama maxed. Sister and brother maxed. Nobody don't want to see your face. You done maxed them out. So you can't call nobody. The only one you can't call on is Jesus. The one you should have been calling on before you got maxed out stage. Now you're ready to testify. You ain't got nothing to testify about when you got money in the bank and you holding on to it and not helping nobody. True that. As Brother Willie say. So we see those disciples, God was showing them his hand. But Jesus began to say to them, but Jesus was aware of them discussing amongst themselves the fact that you have no bread. And this is what Jesus said. Oh, you men, how little trust you have in me, how little faith. What Jesus was telling them is you reasoning amongst yourself. See, we reason in our mind. God, how are you going to do this? How did this come about? God, what do you want me to do about this? But what did God say? What did he tell you before? And this is how God reminds me. When I start my deliberations. <laughs> Y'all, that can be an everyday thing. Deliberating in my mind. You know what God said? He said, this is how it is. You begin your deliberations when things don't look like they're going right. You start deliberating again. But when things are going all right, you can stand on what I said. God, you're going to bust me like that. Because he said, if I'm still the same God, even if it changed, you still don't have to deliberate. You just say what I said. I'm going to say it again. Y'all act like y'all don't do nothing. Some of you deliberating right now. Some of you reasoning in your mind right now. Right, Mitch? Some of you thinking about how to work out Christmas right now. Got a few more gifts to get. So you're deliberating in your mind. You're trying to see how you can borrow from Peter to pay Paul to put a little bit more gifts under the tree. Some of us. See, y'all answered that, didn't you? See that? You spoke up. See, that's a little bit of pride there. Some of us. So we deliberate. But God said, why you got to deliberate with me when you saw what I did before? Let's stay right there. Let's stay right there. Why do you have to deliberate with me when you saw what I did before? Why are you in deliberation? Why are you revolving this stuff over in your mind when you knew what I did before? He said, you are allowing your opinion and what the world has said over what I have told you already, over what I have shown you all. I'm the same. God, I change not. That's why you got to know what God has said to you. You got to have a relationship with him for him to know 
what he said to you. So when somebody else say something different, say, I don't receive, I don't receive it in the name of Jesus. I cast it down. I pull it down right now. That's not what God told me. You get out of here in Jesus name. We got to take authority over that because if we don't, we'll keep putting it over, revolving it in our mind. And all of a sudden we think we come up with something to give us peace. So Jesus began to say to them, oh, ye of little faith. Jesus said, your lack of faith is coming in because you're not trusting in what was already done. We all have faith. It's just what you do with what you have. So they were putting more trust in what had it, they saw than in what he has already done. So then he goes on to say, do you not yet discern, perceive, and understand? Do you not yet? I'm reading out the Amplified. Do you not remember? So he had to bring back to their remember. Yo, the God is so good. The word is so good. Even when we mess up, he got the Holy Spirit reminding us, do you not remember when you didn't have no money? When it didn't look like you were going to make it to work. Do you not, do you not remember how I sent somebody to your house and gave you more than enough to do what you need to do? Do you not remember that when you were sick and you felt like you was on your deathbed? Do you not remember I raised you up? Do you not remember when your kids was cutting the food when it looked like that your kids wasn't going to make? Do you not remember that I brought them back unto me? He was reminding them. He had to bring, that's the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, when I leave, he said, I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that's going to remind you of, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for reminding me. But guess what? When you got so much deliberation in your mind. When you got so much that you rolling over in your mind, the Holy Spirit have a hard time breaking through that. So that's why you got to get rid of it. Like, oh no, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus. That's not God. You go right now in the name of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus to that. I cast it down in Jesus name. God, this is what you said. You begin to decree and declare. I don't care if people look at you like you crazy. You were being reminded through the Holy Spirit. So he reminded them of the 5,000. He reminded them of the 4,000. And this is what he said in 11. How is it that you fail to understand that I was not talking to you about bread, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Now, when Jesus came in and told them about what he did prior to this, then they discerned. Oh, That he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. I want y'all to catch this. Even though we miss it. Even though we deliberate in our mind. And we revolve it over and over again. And we come up with our own conclusion. When you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring you back. To what the word is saying. Tell me you don't need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will remind you where he bought you from. From way back then. Even up to now. And that brings back understanding. See when you don't have understanding of the word. You're going to come to your own conclusion. Wisdom is what? 
the principal thing, right? But in all you're getting, get understanding. This is why whatever you don't understand, you have the Holy Spirit to give you that understanding. When you go to him as your helper, you're saying, I can't do nothing with this. But I know you can. I need your guidance. I need your help because this is what I want to do. But I don't want to do anything outside of you. So we got to let go of our mindsets, the way we think. Because the Bible said, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. We got to let go of what we're focusing on. We got to roll everything over to him and say, God, I can't carry this. God, you have to, come on, we got to be honest. God, I'm not superwoman. And even if I was, I still wouldn't be able to carry it. God, you told me that I can come to you. God, you told me to cast all my cares upon you. God, you told me that you will sustain me. God, you told me that you're my present help in the time of trouble. God, this is how I'm feeling right now. There's nothing I can do but trust you. There's nowhere I can go but to you, God. God, you're not going to be made ashamed of because this is what you say. So the only thing I can do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But God, while I'm standing still, God, I need some of the peace that come from heaven. And then the Holy Spirit will remind you, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And that's when the peace comes in. This is a time of trusting him like never before. It's time to let go of the voice of reason. Reasoning in your mind because of what we hear. The enemy knows if he can get you to hear natural. And keep allowing you to hear natural. That's what's going to revolve in your mind. And then you're going to come up with what you think. And then you're going to begin to say what you think. And that's not even what's going on. Y'all, words have power. I have learned myself, even with talking to people, when I'm talking to them and I'm talking to them spiritually, I'm telling them what's going to occur before it occur. A few days later, they'll call me back to say exactly what you said didn't happen. Why? Because I'm spiritually, I'm in the spirit. I know what God is telling me, and God ain't going to go back on what he's saying. Now, if I'm just talking naturally and I'm talking foolishness, the devil's getting a hold of that. So what he's doing is taking that foolishness where I'm sending it. So you got to talk the word. This is why the Holy Spirit helped me to see good in Christians, because I know that everything God makes is good. So if somebody's doing something wrong, I got to see what's behind that. Because I don't fight against flesh and blood. I ain't got time to waste my time fighting against flesh and blood. I have to say, Lord, what is that spirit that's using them to come against me? Because I'm carrying your word. And that's what I come against. That's what I begin to bind. That's when I begin to go into prayer. Y'all, we get so selfish. Because we make it about us. But when we really trust him, we can really surrender. And say, God, I surrender all. Because it's not about me. God, it's all about what you're doing in my life. God, the only thing I'm asking is for you to tell me what to do with this and how to handle this. Because, Father, I truly don't know. But the test is, it's in the waiting. And I want to ask you, can you wait on God? Can you truly wait on him to know 
that he is the answer. And that when you call on him, he'll answer you. He'll show you great and mighty things because some things come to knock you down. I don't know about y'all. I've been knocked down, drug around, but don't let me get up. Don't let me come to myself and realize who I am. Because when I rise up, I'm going to rise up with some power. And I'm going to start shooting. And I'm going to start shooting from the hip. And it's going to be through this word. I'm going to tell you something. We all get down there. Don't think I don't go down. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I just get totally silent. But that's when I'm talking. And I'm walking. And I'm saying, Jesus, if you can't do this. Nobody can. God, this is what you said. Come on, when you're talking to him, you begin to pace the floor. My husband know me. My husband say, I'm just going to get out the house and uh, let you have the house because I know you're ready to get your prayer. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you because I'm going to light it up like a Christmas tree. We, we do. This is what we have to do because if you lay around in it, I don't know about you, it have you so weary. It have you that you don't want to do nothing but just sit. You don't want to say nothing to nobody. You're just deliberating in your mind. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, I know. And I remember I told him, I said, I said, uh, it was funny. I said, come, Holy Spirit, come. Shut me right up. He said, why are you asking me to come and I'm already here? I said, okay, thank you for being here, Holy Spirit. He will correct you. Or, Father, I need you now. He said, I'm here right now. Come on. He will tell, he'll put you in. Now, if he put me in check, I know he'll put you in check. He put you in check through me. See, I don't hide my stuff. Some people come in church and try to hide their little stuff, act like they're so holy. Yes, 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 Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Then they go back, oh, oh, God. Help me, Lord. I know you Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come by here, Lord. Jesus. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. You just got to get it out. You just got to get in when you got it all out. You still ain't no good. Have you been there? For real. Sometimes you think the snotting helps, but sometimes it just gives you a pure headache. Sometimes you think you don't reached another level, but you ain't reached heaven yet. You still down here on earth. Because when you reach heaven, whew, it's tears of joy. It's a refreshing that come, and the only thing you can do is just stand there and say, Jesus. You can't do nothing but weep. And just thank you. And just glorify him. Everything else stops. Because it's changed. Because the king of kings and the lord of lords just come in the room. And his glory is showed up and showed out. Y'all. And you just want to stay right there. You just saying, think about this. If it's that good. When he show up and you want to stay there. Think about it. When you get truly changed, spirit, soul, and body, no more nothing, no pain, no sorrow, no disappointment. You only feel 
everything that's good. None of that. None of that. And you know what we want, y'all? We want to stay here. We ain't ready to leave here. Because if you ever been in his presence, you ain't here. You ain't even thinking about what's going on. You just want to be right where he is. Don't disturb me. Don't mess with me. Leave me here for days. Y'all, that's how it's going to be. But we want to stay here. We want to stay here on earth. Who want to stay here? Let's just be honest. Be honest because we say, I ain't through here yet. I ain't ready to die. You did die. You died in him. You were crucified. You died. He want us to live that life here on earth. But how many of us know it get difficult here? It weighs you down here. If you ain't weighed down with your bills, you're weighed down with your children. If you ain't weighed down with your church, you're weighed down with your husband or wife. If you ain't weighed down with them, you're weighed down with you. And if you ain't weighed down with you, you're weighed down with the job and the people on the job. It's just weights everywhere. That's why you got to get your praise on and be before him. So when you step out into this world, you can endure whatever's going on because you're taking his presence with you. And you can, you just in a bubble. Everybody cutting the food and you're like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Do you see what I see? No, I see Jesus. I see him. That's where he want us, y'all. Don't take this lightly coming up in here. God has given you something to carry out with you. To help you during the week. And we take it so lightly. We just leave out of here and say, look where I've been. I went to church. You the church. This is the building. We just say church. So let's stop having a voice of reason. Let's stop deliberating. And let's do this. Let's go back to what he said. And let's deliberate on that. So wait a minute. I know what I heard. But that ain't what you said. So I'm going to revolve around what you said. And I'm going to speak what you said. Regardless of how I feel. Because our feelings will kill us. It will take us to a place that we will walk in unbelief. Because we're feeling what <laughs> the enemy want us to feel. But God has given us the fruit, y'all, of the spirit. And the gifts of the spirit. So we don't have to go through on this earth the way everybody else is going through. We're going to go through it all. Don't think you're not. As long as you're here on this earth, some things are going to come and attack you. But we got to be ready for what's yet coming. Amen. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Isn't he good? Yes, he is all the time. Let's just remember that. And I want to encourage somebody in here. Can you come up with the announcements while I'm saying this? I want to encourage somebody in here. Don't give up on God. Because God didn't give up on you. When God has put you in a place the position that he wants you in and things happen in your life, don't give up that because of what's going on in your life. Begin to rise up in the power and the authority that God has given you and allow the word to come, to come out of you. 
to speak over that situation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do we have any visitors up in here today? Any visitors? Any visitors? 